0: Good evening, hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Moseichas Gittin, Dav, Laman Zayin, and Laman Chesim ad Aleph. We'll be learning about two-thirds of the way... What? Did I say something? Oh, okay. Laman Zayin and Laman Chesim ad I don't know, I'm hearing things. Oh, you're, oh, you're on, <laughs> Mr. Share. whatever you need. Um, so uh, we'll be stopping about two-thirds of the way down on Laman Chesim ad These Gemaras are the Gemaras that actually require a tremendous amount of Iyun um, and Rishonim. Some of these Gemaras are very, very difficult. and I'm saying that in advance. They require time to process. Um, I, I unlike my norm, i this was a double prep for this uh, these kinds of gemaras. it's uh, some of these pieces are very difficult We'll understand it uh, at face value for the amount of time that we have. Let's jump in. Lama Zayin, a manal of five lines down. The Gemara says, Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. Yesomen ain't sirichin Prisbol. A yesom doesn't need to write a prisbol at all. We won't assume that their loans are going to be uh, to be mishumat in, in a year of Shemitah. Bechein tani rami barcham. A yesom ain't sirichin pruzbal. Why? To Rabban Gamliel, dino, avihen shel yesomim. Oh. So they are the fathers of Yisomin. What's the whole behind Prisbal? We're going to make it that Bezdin's going to hold on to the money conceptually. And therefore, when Bezdin hold, is hold on to the money, then the Shemitah doesn't apply to Milo and Bezdin has the money. Rashi articulates this eight lines. Mm-hmm. Bezdin is appointed to take care of the al mamona is appointed to take care of the Yisomin and on their money beautiful lambdas, and therefore a yasom, anyone who doesn't have parents, is it one parent, two parents, I don't know, anyone who's considered a yasom, halachically, they have no need to write a prusbal. Tanan hasam. Ein kosm prusbal, el al karka. We don't write a prusbal on regular uh, loans, it's only on loans that have to do with karka. Im ainlo, if there is no karka, but there is a significant financial loan, or a metaltalan loan, so we have a little bit of a loophole. Mizakehu zadehu koshehu, the guy who lent the money, who is the one who wants to recollect. He can actually give a small piece of land, a small parcel of land to the mal. the, the malve can give a small piece of land to the Loveh so that we would actually be able to utilize a bruise ball, because otherwise he runs the risk of losing his money. Um, and says, how small of a field, how small of a parcel is considered a parcel as it relates to Shemitah. Says, even one stalk of cabbage, any one, Any one little piece of anything, any piece of dirt, any piece of dirt that that he gives over to you. So let's say I have a $1 million cash loan with you. I lent you that money. I am very nervous that Shemitah is going to dissolve my money because Shemitah, you're only allowed to use use a Prisbal on Karka. What am I going to do? i lose my money. So the Gemara says, don't worry. If I lent you the money and I'm concerned about you paying me back, I can give you a small parcel of land, which makes our loan also about Karka. Then we can write a Prisbal. All good to go. So the Gemara says, Even if, uh, let's say I gave you a $1,000, but I need land to write a prize ball. even if I lend you a spot to sit your, uh, to sit something that you own, no problem, it's on my property. Oh, you want to store your, your old refrigerator out there? No problem, no problem. That as well is considered enough to allow for a prize to be written. Ask the Gemara, Aini, Is this true? It was taught in the name of Hillel. What a crucial Rashi, third of the way down, Hatani Hillel. Amora Hava. Let us not be confused about the Hillel that we're talking about, about pruzbol, This is a different Hillel. And don't think that these two things are connected. Hillel was uh, was earlier than this and was only talking in more broad strokes, but a different Hillel. And Amora said, You're only allowed to write a Prusbal on something that is on, in a flower pot that has a hole in it. it says the Gemara, What's the Lo? When is it that we say that the pruzbol can be written, that's if there's a flower pot that has a hole in it, and therefore it gets its nourishment from the air and from the ground beneath it. However, if it's a flower pot without a hole in the bottom, then no, I Why would that be the case? After all, Remember that we just said that in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, that even if I leave space for you to leave a piece of furniture on my property, that's enough for a bowl. Who cares if the flower pot has a hole in it? The fact that it's on your property is enough of a reason to be able to write the to write the the bowl. So the Gemara says We're not talking about where we're not talking about where this nakuv uh, is sitting on the ground. It's resting on pegs. This is what Rashi says. Where is this Rashi? Uh, Rashi, halfway down, halfway down. it's resting al The and really the ground is not because you're not really connected to the ground. You're off the ground. You're not resting the flower pot on the ground, and therefore it doesn't work. Ravashi maknile de dikla. He actually uh, he lent out money, and in order to enable the prizbal to be written, he lent someone a stump of a of a deckel tree. That's a useless piece of. Uh, when we see a stump, we're like, "Great! I'll tie my shoes on there. I'll rest for a minute." It's not. That's nothing. It's a piece of garbage property. The of Chocout, What's that? What is it? The Chocout, That was a, a reference thing. to the size of the land that we can right. use. What is Like, uh, what is a it's a stalk. stalk No, plant? it seems like one full. full yeah, plant? it seems like one full plant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kelach is not really the right word, actually, because I mean we define kelach as a stalk but a crew of his cabbage, which is like around, is right. it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a bush. Dad, we, we've grown cabbage in the backyard before. Of course you are. So <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. So they, they it's, it's a low, it's a low bush. It's a very low bush. Okay. How much space does one plant take up? Okay. Assuming that yeah, we're right. understanding the Gemara correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a relatively small piece. Still farming-wise, it's tiny. You're saying it's a but it's not like uh yeah, it's not a tiny flower. Right, correct. Correct, correct. here they actually do use the word stalk. I know that the word stalk is correct, but cabbage doesn't grow like that. Cabbage grows as a as a sphere. I understand. I'm just yeah. And so I'm, r- I, I'm struggling to understand how yeah. you want to talk about celery stalks. I'm with you. You want to talk yes, about exactly. cabbage stalks. I'm not with you. I don't understand what it means. So if, if my dad's right that we're talking about how the plant grows I'm and it's, you know, two side feet side by head two head feet, head yeah. if it's one head of cabbage, so then that's smaller. If it's the whole plant that holds the heads of cabbage, it's a little bigger. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So, anyways, Ravashi third of the way down. Ravashi said that uh, he he gave over a, a piece of property that wasn't even growing the kalach shel kruv or anything like that. It was just a stump, uh, and then uh, and then That was sufficient enough to add to the transaction of his non kark to enable the writing of a pruzbol. Rabban on debei Ravashi masrei milaihu <laughs> lehadade. They just spoke in words. They didn't even give over karka. What does that mean? Take a look at Rashi Dibra Maskil, fourth, two thirds of the way down. Masri Milahu, belok Sivas Pruzbol. That's incredible. Hillel was metakein that a Pruzbal would work. And here we see that the Rabana Debira Vashi, they didn't even write anything. It was below Ksivas lechavreim reatem bezden That's unbelievable. I don't know. Sounds like, how does that even work? How and does that you work? work? You got Hillel. The yeah. It's a big Hiddish. Also, it doesn't, I mean, that, really, the Rabbanon, this line really doesn't fit here because we were talking about pieces of land that are added to a non-Kark alone in yeah, order to enable the Prisbul. A little bit out of left field, but uh, that's what the Gemara says. And the Gemara also continues with another matching sheet. But he just told him as well, verbally, that this is what he wanted to do. And that was considered sufficient. Omar, lay, achrina? Do I need to do anything else? You know, like when you... When you do your, uh, when you do Mechir Aschametz, you like fill it out. You said to Rabbi Robinson, do I need to do anything else? So this guy at Prisbal, he said, oh yeah, we'll talk it out. We'll talk it out. Yeah, we have a, we have a non-Karka loan. I just want to make sure that you know that you're still going to owe me after the Shemitah year is over. Al leh, lo nothing else needs to be done. Taner ain't low Karka. What if there is no Karka for the lender, for the malve in order to sweeten the deal and make it a prosbol worthy type of transaction but but for the guarantor yeshlo karka that's sufficient i had i've signed on a loan before where i used my father as a co-sign so because if i default they have my dad that's still considered like me having money under the circumstances therefore karka that works even if i don't have karka but if my guarantor has karka that is sufficient to enable the prosbol to be written what if lo karka what if nobody has karka at all but there's a third party. So let's say that I have no money, I have no land, my father has no land, but uh, but Gerald owes me, uh, owes me karka. He hasn't paid me yet, but Gerald owes me karka. says the Gemara Kosman, I love Prusval, that's sufficient. As long as there's any karka in the pipeline, in my direction, no problem at all. And that is me, the Rebbe Nossan, the Tanya, the Bryce, that says halfway down on Lamed Zion, an and Aleph, Rebbe Nossan, Omer Minayin, bechaber Mona, Bechavere, Bechavere. Oh, let's say that a owes well, uh, B money and B owes C money. So it says the and Lazed that A can give to C directly. It says the Gemara. Tamalomar Venosan Laasher Ashamlo. Whatever the drush of the pasuk is not for now. And this is what we refer to throughout Shas as Shibuda Derab Nossan. Shibuddha Derab Nossan. It's actually quite similar to Ma'amad which we've discussed. Ma'amad is if if the three of us stand together, I owe you money, and you owe a third party money, I can just give the money to the third party and I can do that, we can verbally command it to happen and then it's it's, it's done. This is similar though we're not in front of one another. If A is B and B O C A is C, A can just give to C directly, all of that works out just fine. A cryptic Mishnah, a little bit more than halfway done, it's not Hasam. We have a Mishnah in Maseches, Shviis that says as follows: Hashviis meshametas es ben bishtar ben shelo bishtar. its really not shviis. It's the year after Shmita, where that, that Rosh, Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of year eight, that's uh, that's when all of the uh, the loans are meshametas. So Hashviis meshametas es it uh, ruins a loan. Ben bishtar ben shelo There's a machlok, that's what the words ben bishtar and what ben shelo means. So. And let's analyze these two different approaches. Here is approach number one. When we say Bishdar, what does it mean that Shvis is Mishametes alone Bishdar? That's Shdar Shi Yesh Bo Achra Achrayas Nechasim. That's true even in regards to a property that has a lien on it. And Shalom Bishdar, what did the Mishnah uh, meet when it said Shalom Bishdar? Even if there isn't going to be a property with a lien, then it will. Uh, get ruined, the, the loan will get undone during uh, Shemitah year. The more so it would be true if a person uh, spoke verbally. Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish had a very different approach in regards to this Mishnah, the Mishnah and Shvis from a few lines ago. They held, what did it mean, They said that when there's a star, we was talking about a star that had no leads on it. And Shalom, bishtar was Malve Alpet that uh, when there was no star, that's talking about verbal aval. And here is a very, very divergent opinion relative to Rav and Shmuel that Rav Yochanan and Reish Lakish agree that the following is true. Aval bo nechazem If there's a property that does have a lien on it, so then, then it won't get undone during a Shemitah year. And Tanya Kavaz said Rav Yochanan and Reish Lakish, the Rav Ben Lakish, we actually have a raya for this latter shita. By the way, this is very unique that Rav and Shmuel are on the same team and Rav Yochanan and Resh Lakish are on the same team. Usually they're badly plucked us. So it's just interesting to see that sometimes they did band together, um, you know, around the... Uh, I guess around certain issues, whatever it may be. So what's the raya to the latter shitas, the shitas of Rav Yochanan and Rav Shemin ben Lakish, That if there's a property that has a lien on it, it's not meshamit during the year of Shemitah, that the loan doesn't dissolve. Two-thirds, three-fourths of the way down, the Gemara says, the b'raiser reads as follows: oshtar chov meshamit. If you have a document with a chov on it, then it does get undone during a Shemitah year, that loan. But a black on white, just like Rav and like, Rav, like Rav Yochanan. Then the Gemara says, Tanya we in fact have another Brisa that's just like Reb Shimon ben Lakish and like Reb Yochanan, and that's as follows. So a person specified one particular field, and that is the lean property. Then says the Gemara, Not only that, Ela Filu kasav, even if he wrote, Kol nechasa Every, Everything I own will be considered a lean on in regards to your loan. Then says the Gemara, Eino mishamit. And the Gemara tells a story about this idea de Yosi, there was a relative of Raviosi Havalay HaHushtara, who had a, he had a particular document nechasim, and the document had uh in regard they had a property that had a lien on it so also de ravasi he didn't know how we paskin. do we hold like rav and rav yochanan, or do we hold like rav i'm sorry rav and shmuel on the one side or do we hold like rav yochanan rav Shem and rav shimon ben lockish so he went over to ravasi this relative came over to ravasi and it's a property that has a lien who do we paskin like do we paskin like rav and shmuel who say that there uh, is uh, shimuts that the, that it's going to be undone, or do we pass like Rav Yochanan or Rav ben Lakish? So Amar Le Rav Asi said back to his family member fa- family member Mishamit. family member left shavkei va'asal the kamei Rav Yochanan, and then he went over to Rav Yochanan and Amar Le Mishamit. and he says that it does work. Now, this is already a problem because we said that Rav Yochanan and Resh Lakish were the ones who held Eino Meshamit three lines ago. That was the whole show. We're going to get back to this as a question in a moment. Anyways, Asa Rav Asi Rav Rav Asi was very confused because he knew there was a machlokes between Rav and Shmuel on the one side and Rav Yochanan and Resh Lakish on the other. So he went straight to Rav Yochanan, straight to the source and said, I don't understand. Asa Rav Asi Lekamed Rav Yochanan, and Meshamid. My, my cousin told me that you said Mishamit. How can that be? O'mar le Mishamit. So he says, You partnered with Rav Shimon ben Lakish to say that when the property has, no, has a lien, that, that it's not Mishamit. So, Amarle, the Ibn second time we've seen this line in Shas, just because we're concerned about something doesn't make it that it's categorically true. We're concerned. We're not 100% sure. So, it says the Gemara, Amarle, Va'Tanya but we brought brises like you, Rav Yohanan. We brought two brises that support your Shita, that when there's a lien on a property, that Shemitah is not the alone. So, it says the Gemara, those brises, Dilmahi Beishamaihi. Maybe those brises are not like Beishamai. Maybe they hold like Beishamai. Amrei was of the opinion that That when there's a document, that ha- when there is a property that has a lien on it, it is conceptually as though it's paid, and therefore uh, it appears to be no uh, Mishami. But I'm concerned. I don't really know. And in a case like the case you presented, which is unclear, I have to say Mishamed It's possible that mido Raisa that it would be Mishamed You need a pruzbal if you want to get out of it. It's not Hassam. We have a mishnah. Another Mishnah from Masech HaShviz says the Gemara eight, nine lines from the bottom of Lamed Zayn. I'm a lot of ground to cover. I'm going to try and pick up the pace. So I lend you money and we do so using collateral in order to ensure that I get my money back. I got a haircut somewhere, forgot to bring my wallet. They held on to my driver's license until I came back to pay. Same idea. That's case one, and In both of these cases, Ain mash Then Shemitah won't um, won't undo those loans. So the Gemara asks, We understand that when you give over your documents to bezdin, that it's not m'shamet the loan. Why? Because that's the whole principle of a prisbo. You give over your documents to Bezdin. Shalom so you don't have to worry about about shemit anymore. You're all good. on my time. I don't understand when there's a loan and the loan comes with a collateral, why wouldn't it be that Shemitah would undo the loan? Of course it should undo the loan. So it says the Gemara, because he's holding on to the thing already. It's as if the transaction's already taken place, and therefore there's no Shemitah. If that's true, let's say that, uh, uh, that I lend you money, but in order to make it, that uh, you're for sure going to pay me back, I live on your property. I'm squatting on your property. And there, you'd say that there too, that there would not be shimut. And in fact, that is not the case. The Gemara doesn't detail how we know that, but the Rishonah pick up on that, that this is not the case. So says the Gemara, says the Gemara, a mashkon is different because when collateral is given over, there actually is a kenyan that takes place in regards to the mashkon. The mashkon isn't just held there as a cloud. There's actually a kenyan. If I lend you money and you give me a mashkon, I am at least a partial owner of that mashkon, which is very unique. I, in my head, I never thought about that, that the collateral should be owned by the person who's holding the cloud over someone's head. I lent you money. I'm the malve uh, I'm the I'm the Lovah, I'm the uh, borrower. Which one's which? The Malva is the lender. So I lent you money and I'm holding on to your I'm a partial owner. How do we know this? Tamar Yitzchak. How do we know that when you owe me money and I'm holding collateral, how do we know that I'm a partial owner? That it should be to you at tzedakah. How could it be considered tzedakah? If I lend money to a poor person and it gives me collateral, when I give it back, what do you mean it's tzedakah? I didn't give tzedakah to him. It's his Haraya says, Fascinating idea that a mashkon is considered to be partially owned by the balchon. It's not We have a Mishnah that says as follows, turning to the top of Lamad If a person wants to pay back a Chov during Shviz, during the Shemitah year, really the year after the Shemitah year, says the Gemara, then there has to be a dialogue. So let's say I owe you money. It's now year. Eight, which is year one of the next cycle, <clears throat> so the Shemitah year is over, and really there should have been Shemitah and it should have been that I don't owe you any money. If I want to pay you back, anyways, how do we navigate that transaction? Says the Gemara, it's actually really the person should say, I don't have to pay you back. And if I, the one who owes money, says, I still want to pay you, plan the words of that. You also need to speak out the Shemitah that if you're trying to supersede. Well, whatever the halacha is by Shemitah, you're allowed to. You're allowed to. Get, that's this should be a shy little lump to why this works. We'll see in a minute why this Isn't works. Kind of the, what the collected? Everyone's on agreement though. What's the problem of collecting it? I want to pay you back. So, so it's you, so you say, Misham Is it, yeah, it then considered so something different? Than... It is a loan. It was a loan, but I'm not paying you back more. I borrowed a thousand, I'm paying back a thousand. So there's no interest. No, I you, what no, you, I, the only thing that happened in the meantime was that it should have been that there was Shemitah because of shemitah. No, but it was it was done. It it was Was misham? She says the gemara. What if you want to give it back? So the person said, say hey, Really, the, the loan was uh, was dissolved, and then I can say I okay. still want to pay you back. So the gemara says If so, then he's allowed to he's allowed to take the money at that point. Okay, we need Rishonim him here to understand the love that as to why this works. But right. it's true. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm simplifying because of our time. But nevertheless, it's, your question is a good question. It requires some research. Omar um, Not only that, but in this type of transaction, the Talile Ado Amar You can actually press this person until he says Afal that I want to pay you back. Fascinating. Wait one second. When I'm trying to pay you back in the eighth year after the Shemitah has already taken place, and there really should have been Shemitah, the alone should have been dissolved. You shouldn't say, I'm paying you back but I owe you. Oh, so now we can already see a little bit more of the lambdas. It's not really that I'm paying back a loan. I have your money. You and I both know that it's your money. Okay, Kaddish Baruch said, it's not your money anymore. I want to give you a matanah in the equivalent amount. I borrowed a thousand. I'm giving you a gift of a thousand. And Omar Le, in such a case, uh, even with the language of matanah, you can still push the guy to, uh, and, there, and there, the Gemara tells an, an awesome story about this that, that shows exactly what this is. We're eight lines down. Lamad Abba Bar Marta, Abba Bar same person, just a couple of different names. Abba Masig Bey. Rabba Zuze, he borrowed money from Rabba he came to him in the year after Shvi so what am I supposed to do I owe you money I about Shemitah. Uh, Shmita so who whoza so um, Abba Bar Minyumi just didn't pay him back. And he turned around and walked away with the thousand dollars that he borrowed. Abaye walked in. He saw that Ravah was upset. Amar leh, why are you upset? So he told him the whole story with Abba Bar Minyumi and that Abba walked away with all the money. So Abaye went over to Abba Bar Minyumi and leh, amtis Lamar, Did you uh, intend on giving money back to... Uh, Back to Rabbah. So Amar Le'in, I was planning on it. So, Amar Le'in, my Amar Lach, what did, what did Rabbah say back to you? So uh, he said to him, Amar Le'in, Tani. See, Rabbah did exactly what the Brysa said, which is to say that there was a Shemitah Tzafim, you don't owe me any money. So Amar Le'in, the Amar Abai said back to Abba bar did you say back to Mafal Pekin that you still want to pay him back? Amar Le'in, lo, oops, I forgot. I didn't do it the right way. So Amar Le'in, go. he says to him, Amar Le'in, Mm-hmm. had you you if you would have said to him that I still want to pay you he would have taken your money he wasn't pushing you away he was doing what the rules say the brasa says that you're supposed to have this dialogue and that's what you should do so so you should go do it now and in fact that's what he did and Rabba did in fact take the money Okay, says the Gemara. Omar lo hava be daita b'hai tzur Bonan Meikara. Raba was being done in the kapsuchos. He says clearly, Abba Barmanu just didn't know exactly how to navigate this. He's a tamu chacham. He just didn't know exactly how to navigate this. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, stories, but we don't have time for stories. So the Gemara says, uh, about a third of the way down, the Gemara says, I had a contract of a Prisbal, and I lost it. Clearly, this is not according to the opinion, opinions we saw earlier, that you only need to be verbal about it. Obviously, this is clearly... Not that way. Says the Gemara, my time, why is it that we believe that someone would have had a Prisbal? Because came did the Kin, rabban and Prisbal, since there was a very easy way to circumvent this issue, we were not going to assume that a person is going to just intentionally do the wrong thing. Like uh, the only way to have a guaranteed slam dunk to keep the loans is to write a Prisbal. We assume he did the right thing. Kiyasu the Kami to Rab. There was a case that came in front of Rab. Amar midi Prisbal hayalach and he, when somebody came to him and they didn't have a ball so pushed out. Oh, did you happen to have a ball He was putting words in his mouth to try and get them to, to get the scenario so that the loan could be paid back. Kigon Zest says the Gemara, This is a case where we open the mouth of the mute. In other words, we're looking to solve the problem of ball We put it in their mouths that didn't you have a ball You must have had a ball. We're feeding it to them because we assume that they had it. Says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down. Now we have a Mishnah, We have a Mishnah that says the opposite. You said Rav. That we for, put the words in your mouth. What does this brayces say? That if you don't have a pruzbal, hara elu lo yifro. you should not pay. That's a machlokes. Says the Gemara, heading toward the Mishnah on Lamed zayin and a base tanoy. is talking machlokas tanaim about this. The tanya starcho tzarich mo pruzbal. That's the tanakama. The chacham amam remain no tanaim. In regards to whether or not we say that you actually have to have a pruzbol in order to collect collect after the Shemitah Sksafim, according to the, to the Tanakhama, you do need the pruzbol in hand. According to the Chachamim, which Rav clearly followed in his Halacha seemingly, you do not. <clears throat> says the Gemara in the Mishnah, two-thirds of the way down, last Nisan, a new Mishnah, we have exactly one Amid left. The Gemara says, If you have an Evid Kanani, so you uh, did a bris, you put him in the mikvah, he's uh, quasi Jewish, and he was a captive and you redeemed him. Okay. So, if when you redeemed him, it was to make him an Evid Yishtabed, he will remain subservient to his master. And if your intention in freeing him was that he should be free, so it won't be, be Meshubah. We're going to ask on this in the Gemara. Under any circumstances in which you redeem your evet who is a captive to another person, Yishtabed, he's always going to stay an evet. So it says the Gemara, I don't understand. If it's before the original owner. Let's say the original owner was Ruvain. If it's before Ruvain was Meyahesh, so who cares what your intentions are? Let's say Shimon freed the slave. Who cares what your intentions are? Of course, he should still belong to the first master. You, Shimon, who did the redeeming, you can't take him away from Ruvain. He still belongs to Ruvain. So if there's no Yehosh, am I lo Ella, it must be that our Mishnah is talking about la'achar Yehosh when Ruvain said, I'm never getting this guy back. It's been too long. The circumstances are whatever they are. I saw who told him, whatever the details are. If he's meyayish already, if there's already Yehosh, then shum evet Ama then why would there ever be a shita that he should be meshubat at all? So says the Gemara, two possible answers. Here's answer number one. Says the Gemara, abai, amar Abai lo'olam lifnei Yehosh, Really, what we're talking about is before Yehush. And we have to re-understand the Mishnah. <speaking in Hebrew> and when we say that he's being kept for servitude, that is for Rabo Rishon, Ruvain, because it's before there was Yehush, and because Yehush had not taken place yet, then Pashat, he still belongs to Rubain, the original owner. And when there's the language of Lushum <speaking> Ben <in Hebrew> that's Lo Le Rishon, Lo Rabbo that's... It, that's to both people that if it was for the sake of ben Hor it can't go to either person. <speaking in Hebrew> that when Shimon redeemed this person it wasn't he did it to be a Ben Khoran, but for sure he won't be an evidence to that person. And the Rabo Rishon Nami Lo, even to his first master, if he was released as a Ben Khoran, he should not go back. Dilma Miman Eva Parke, we're concerned that guys like Shimon, who was the nice guy who was going to redeem the slave, perhaps he won't redeem the slave because he won't get him back personally. And therefore we're not going to allow, uh, we're not going to allow him to go back to the rabo Rishon. And on the second of the wide lines, of the middle-width lines of the Gemara, the Gemara continues explaining our mission according to Abaye. Fascinating extension. The Gemara says that while we have a mitzvah of pidjon shvuyim for a regular yid, we have a mitzvah of pidjon shvuyim for an ebed kanani. He's not a full yid. He's kind of a full yid, but he's not a full, full yid. He's a partial yid. So, there, Gemara says that we still have a din of pidyon shvuyim, and therefore Rashbag doesn't care what you're doing, no matter what. He's an eved, you have a din, that yeah, don't worry about all the psychology of whether or not Shmua, Shimon's going to take him, but we don't care. He has a mitzvah to do this just like he would for a yid, doesn't matter. All of that is the approach of Abaye. And the Gemara says that Rava Amar lo olam la which really our Mishnah is talking about after Ruven, the original owner, had given up hope on getting his evid back. Well, Eved, And when we say in the Mishnah that he was redeemed by Shimon, the second guy, the nice guy on the street, as uh, is a good Samaritan. If it was Ashum Evid Rabo he'll become an evid to the next person because the first the first person gave up already. And if, when Shimon saved the Evet, he had the intention that he should be free, he'll be free from everybody, both from person number one and person number two from moving and Shimon. The Rabbo, the reason why he wouldn't be subservient to Rabbo, Sheni were five lines into the middle with lines, 12 lines from the bottom. The reason... The whole rationale for freeing him was that he should be free. So, and, and he won't go back to the first person because Ruven, the original owner, already had Yeyush. And how would Rav explain the last part of the Mishnah of Rav and Ben Gamliel? What was Chizkia's concern to Amar Chizkia? Why did the Rav Shimon ben Gamliel say Ben Kahu Ben Kachi that when we take the Eved out of his captivity, that he's always going to be an Eved? Says the Gemara. That not every slave should then have the temptation to say, "Let me go get myself captured." Uh, Miad rabo. Let's say the Eved's like, man, my my ball is a real jerk. I I'll, I'm gonna take the risk. Let someone let someone just kidnap me. And if I ever get saved, maybe my new ball will be nicer than this one. So that was Chizkiah's concern. And therefore, according to his approach, this is Rava's approach of our Mishnah, Rava mm-hmm. says that because of Chizkiah's uh, logic, so therefore Rav Shimon Bingham holds that no matter what, he'll remain in servitude. We don't want an Eved to try mm-hmm. and play the game to become a captive in order to get out of his master's. Uh, grips. Asks the Gemara eight lines from the bottom. May hold on one second. Amala Hendrashim Bingham We had learned already Kishem Shemitsvah. That just like we have a mitzvah to do pijon shivuyim by a regular yid, we also have a mitzvah pigeon shivuyim by an evet And says the Gemara, we need to analyze our two approaches that we've seen on our Gemara. We have the approach of Abai that our mission is talking about before the original owner was Miyayish. And we have the approach of Rava that we're talking about after the original um, owner was Miyayish the approach number one, The reason why that Abaye says we're talking about a case before Yayush is to make sure that we know that there's a mitzvah to be to do shvuyim, even on um, even on Ava. El al but according to Rabbah Daamar la akar Yayush, so then we have a problem thats the wrong logic. It should be that if it's laachar yeush, so then it should be the concern about Avadim playing the system so that they can get away from their master. So Amar loch Rava, Rava would say rashbag lohava yoda ma'ika amir When Roshim ben Gamliel in our Mishnah wrote his opinion according to Rava, he didn't understand in full what the Tanakama was talking about. Sometimes we're in conversations like that. Somebody makes a comment and we give a two-pronged answer because we're not sure what exactly they were saying. And that's exactly what the Gemara says here. And the Gemara says five lines from the bottom. (laughs) This is what Rav Shimon ben Gamliel was saying back. The Tanakam of our Mishnah. If you want to say that we're talking about before the original owner, Ruvain, before the original owner of the Eved was Miyaish Hainu Kishem, then the appropriate response to that is there's still a mitzvah to redeem the Eved. And Yeush, like Rava was trying to say, then I don't understand the Gemara says, according to Rava, who says that our Mishnah is talking about a case where Ruvain, the original owner of the Ebed, was already Miya'esh, and we're taking him from captivity, and he can be kept by the by Shimon, the guy who saved him, the Good Samaritan, says the Gemara, I don't understand. Rabo Sheni, Miman Konili, how do you make a Kenyan? You're making a Kenyan mishvoy from these people who are the, the captors? What These guys are uh, Goyim Rishayim, like what are you... What kind of Kenyan is happening here that you now own this Evet? How does that even work? So says the Gemara, Shvay gufe like, did they even make a Kenyan? If the Goyim steal the Evet, is that, do they own the Evet now? The Gemara says, shockingly, in. There is an element of Kenyan, even when a guy steals the Evid, there's still an element of Kenyan by the guy stealing the Evid. How so? Says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom. Even though it's true that a guy can't own a person the way that we can in regards to an Ebed Kanani, we own the goof of the Ebed Kanani when we do, in fact, own one. But by a guy, that's not true. But they can still be Kone yodo. They can still benefit from the handiwork, from that which the Eved does. Where do we see this? How do we know that a guy, granted, he can't own the goof of the Eved, but he can own the Ma'ase Yodayim. Where do we know that a guy can own the Ma'ase Yodayim? of another guy? He can earn the proceeds. Says the Gemara. Shem our last line of Lama Zion We can buy from a guy. The low konen Mikem, top of Lam can't buy a yid. and the Konan and they can't purchase from one another. And then the Gemara adds a very difficult line. Maybe we would think that they can't buy from one another. Look at the words just before that. They're not allowed to buy from one another. So says the Gemara, what do you mean? That you just said that. What are you talking about? That doesn't even make any sense. So the Gemara explains. When we say that a goy can't purchase another goy, it means that he can't own the goof of that person. You might have thought that they don't own. The handiwork, the a dime of another guy. That's not true. Amrits I'll argue from a Kalvachomer that a goy can own the handiwork of another guy. And therefore, when a guy steals an Evet, kidnaps an Evet from a Jew, he owns the a dime of that Evet. What's the homer? Five lines down, the Gemara says, Ove Israel Yisrael kone. An Oved Kuchavim uh, with the Israel, he can be Kohen of the Maasei, dime of a Jew. Can't be Kohen of the Jew. He can be Kohen of the Maasei, a of the Jew. If that's true, then Oved Kuchavim, Oved Kuchavim, Lekolshikin. All the more so, he can own the Maasei, dime of a goy. So the Gemara now has its raya. We had asked on the bottom of the page that according to Rava, what type of kenyan is uh, the Good Samaritan Shimon who saved the Ebed, What type of kenyan is being made from the goy? The answer is there is such a thing. The goy himself had a kenyan of a dime, and I can, I as a Jew, can take that person back. Says the Gemara of Ema, I might have thought that Hani Meili beKaspa. That's only true and money is changing hands. of but not if a person was acquired by a strong hand says the gemara that's not true either this is fascinating requires some historical knowledge that i did not have before today so the jewish people did not they weren't allowed to uh to conquer Ammon and moab initially but Sichon conquered amon and moab and the jews conquered Sichon. so what did the jews get Amon and Moab. But it was indirect. It was through winning over Sichon. So we see that we do have this idea. Okay, Ashkechan Oved Kochavim, Oved Kochavim. Oved Kochavim Yisrael Min How do we know that there is such a relationship between an Oved Kochavim and a Yisrael? Says the Gemara, b'immanu shevi. So therefore, the Gemara concludes yet again that we do have this idea that a Goy can purchase another Goy and have the Maisei Adayim. And a Jew can take that guy, the Eved, uh, from a guy, and then own that Eved yet again. And the Gemara continues, we'll learn a little bit more, another third of the page, and then we'll stop. Let's say that an Eved was in captivity. He was kidnapped in one of those kidnapping vans with a hood over his head, and now the Eved's been stolen. says the Gemara, If in fact he runs away, he's not an Eved anymore. So if you've been kidnapped and you run away and you were an Eved, you're free You're free as a bird, you're a full Yid. Once he's been freed, let's say the guy who runs away, is uh, his name was uh, Nicholas. Nicholas was your Eved, became a partial Yid. He was uh, a captive. He runs away. He, not only is he Becherus, but you, Ruven, the owner, have to write a Mishtar, Shichur, it's not, we have a Mishnah. Third of the way down on Lamed Chesimit Aleph, Rashbaghom Rabbenkach Benkach Yishtabit. Hold on one second. Rav Yochanan, you're saying that in this case, he's Yatzal Lecherus. There's a problem. That in our Mishnah, on Lamed Zayimit that we just spent time analyzing, we said that according to Rashbag that what do you mean he goes free? No matter what, he's an Eved. Rav Yochanan, so now this is going to be, Rav Yochanan made the first comment. Rav Yochanan was the one who said, But what does Rav Yochanan say over here? We pasken like rashbag So on the one hand, you, Rav Yochanan, were of the opinion that if an Ebed runs away, he goes to Cherus. But you also said, we paskin like Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, that he's an Ebed, which is a sterile. And the only exceptions to the Rashbag rule, we're not going to dig into what these are, we're not even going to talk about them now. But basically, it's a steering of Yochanans. It says the Gemara, had we established our Mishnah like Abaye, and Abaye says that we were that it could be that we were talking about in our Mishnah that it was before Yehush. So then we can make the distinction. Maybe the case of Rashbag was before Yehush, and the case of the Eved Shabarach was after Yehush. That's possible. but according to Rava the that our Mishnah is only talking about La'achar Yeyush, there is no way to answer up the stira Rav Yochanan like this, and therefore Kasha the Rav Yochanan, the Yochanan himself. He said, and then he said that the din's like our Mishnah, that we in like Rashbag, that he's an Evid. So, which one is it? Is the Evid who runs away, or is the Evid who runs away, an Eved. Amar Lach don't worry about it. Time, Mishum to What was our whole concern? Our whole concern was in regards to Chiskiyah, that we don't want Avadim to be in a scenario. The whole concern of our Mishnah, remember that Ravah said on the bottom of the previous page, that the way we understand of Shem and Ben Gamliel, and the reason why we say Kachu Ben Benkach, kach, the Eved is considered to be an Eved even when he's released from captivity. The reason we said that was because of Chizkiah, that we're afraid he's going to play the system and try and get capt- captured so that he can end up with a new Eved. But Boreach shining. But it's different in this new case that Rav presented right here, um, a little bit above at the words Tanan a third of the way down, because there when you When you run away from a capt, a cap, so when you're in captivity, when you've been kidnapped and you run away, those guys are going to kill you. the guy, so he's not he's not going to risk his life like that. One last story, and then we will stop. Am the maid servant of Marshmuel was captured. Parkuha lishum Amhasa. And a good Samaritan, they freed her. And they did so for the sake of her remaining to be an Amhasa, a maidservant of Marshmuel. They sent her back to Marshmuel's house. She showed up, knocked on the door. I was in captivity. Your friend saved me. I'm back home. Shalchulei. So then he said to them, Marshmuel said, uh, they said to him, the people who saved her said to Mar Shmuel, mm-hmm. first of all, kerashvag, svirulan, that Pasha she's going to be an eva, that's our Mishnah. And at, in you, inami kerabonon, svirulan, even if you want to say that you hold like the Rabonon, that it depends on what your intention was when she was freed, I'm telling you, our intention was, Anon, l'shum, amasaparkin, alane, that we, no matter what, Shach. however you hold in our Mishnah, this woman remains your maidservant. The in who these people all thought that this was all before yeush like abaye that's not correct really it was after yeush and marshmuel had given up on her already and Ushmuel, Lomi not only was this woman not no, no longer a servant elagita de lo she's completely free and shmuel shmuel is of the, uh, is of his own opinion and he argues with rav yochanan here rav yochanan was of the opinion. That uh, okay, we saw earlier that Rabbi is of the opinion that she may have to stay, stay, stay as a as an evid, but Shmuel says nothing at all. Shmuel time, Shmuel says that if a person is mafkir their evid yatza lecherus, that the evid goes free bechol ish, miknas The word ish is very odd. Evet ish below isha, very strange language. What's with the word ish? Why do we have it at all? So it says the Gemara, and this drasha requires time that we don't have. But the Gemara says, The only time a person needs to get is when they are part of a relationship with the Baal. But in this case, when the woman was freed, it was after Yeyush. And once there is Yeush, then there is a zero concern. There's no connection at all between the two of them, and they don't even need a get shikhr. We're going to stop right here, two thirds of the way down at Amsid, the Rabbi Abba Bar Zutra. We'll pick up on Shabbos, wishing you all a beautiful night. Ooh, it's crazy. Well, do you have any